welcome to Fresh Pressed for November 3rd, 2020. My name is Gabe. And my name is Andrew. This is a show about music where we talk about new tunes and mindful grooves. I don't really, I'm not super clear on what the sort of stated explanation of the theme is this week. I know, I understand its intended effect. Yeah, right. I don't know if mindful is the correct adjective there, but nonetheless, maybe it does get the job done. Our theme this week is ambient, which is an enormous genre, so we probably... Yeah, that's why I thought it was maybe more... It's intended for calming purposes. Yeah, definitely. There's like probably a 50% chance that you're listening to this on Tuesday. Yeah, I imagine there will be opportunities to be anxious beyond Tuesday. So uh, I think this could still have a function. No. Uh, opportunities to be anxious beyond Tuesday? I mean, I can't even imagine the world beyond Tuesday. Well, that's doesn't. <laughs> that's not mutually exclusive. Oh, I see. I see. Well, fine, fine, fine. So hopefully these tunes bring you some relaxing, spaced out, blissed out feelings in spite of the world. So with that said, Andrew, you brought a very lovely, long, ambient track. Yeah, this is a song from the band Hammock, and it is entitled Without Form and Void. So Hammock is a duo of guitarists from Nashville, Tennessee. They are Mark Bird and Andrew Thompson. They were both in the band Common Children, which I know nothing about. They're from like late 90s. They ended up with a a more, uh, I think, maybe not lucrative, but more productive project with just the two of them in a hammock. Um, And this is the second week in a row in which I am bringing a band for the theme which... I was very familiar with at a certain time in my life when I was listening to Pandora primarily as my music uh, introduction software. Wait, you found this band through Pandora? Yeah. I guess, how long have you been listening to like this style of music? Because this didn't appear in my life until like uh, two or three years ago, maybe. I don't know, college, maybe? But definitely post-Pandora. This is related to, I think I've mentioned before, like I was really into sort of the post-rock kind of instrumental stuff like Explosions in the Sky. And I listened to that. I got into that via Pandora and got also into, you know, I wasn't into more like classical, like ambient stuff. Like I didn't get into Brian Eno until college. But this was, Hammock is sort of a stepping stone because they are kind of that post-rock, and then they, especially with this stuff, which is, this is an album from last year, further from the guitar ambient sound and more towards just the generalized ambient sound. Yeah, I see. Okay, that makes sense to me. It does feel like ambient music is something you tend to drift into later in life. You know, no lyrics, <laughs> not really melodies or 
just kind of like space. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was getting into them, I really enjoyed, they have an album called Raising Your Voice, Trying to Stop an Echo. And there was a song, there's a track on that album called When the Sky Pours Down Like a Fountain. And that was, <laughs> that was alternating with Radiohead's Tree Fingers on a iTunes focus playlist for me that I used to focus on like doing homework or something in high school. Wow. I mean, just mentioning iTunes alone. What a throwback. <laughs> so this track is from 2019 Silencia, which is, <laughs> here's another thing that I'm repeating this week. Another track from an album trilogy by a band that I got into via Pandora. So Silencia is the third of this trilogy. It started with Mysterium in 2017 and Universalis in 2018. Closed with Silencia in 2019. They were very much inspired by the loss of Mark Bird's nephew uh, in 2017 or maybe 2016. But that that's what sort of sparked Mysterium and then uh, Universalis and Silencia eventually. And there's a lot of other influences go into this, but a lot of it was, um, like I said, sort of sparked by uh, his nephew's death. It's not overtly sad music, though. It's no. very contemplative, or at least this song is very contemplative. I haven't listened to anything else in the trilogy, but... Yes, it's important to note, they are three sort of stages of grief in a certain way. Mark Bird says, Mysterium was about a shattering. Universalis, the trilogy's second record, was an attempt to put things back together, and Silencia reflects a quiet resolution of knowing this is what life is. You have to try to live in the midst of both. So this is sort of the acceptance stage of that cycle, and that is what drew me to this album over the others. Well, I think the others are, are really excellent. I thought for the intention of this episode, this would be a, a nice choice. And this is the last track on this album. So this is really the closing chapter of uh, the trilogy as a whole. Well, it's a beautiful note to close on. I love the use of like very classical instrumentation, you know, with the string orchestra quartet chamber thing and the choir and it feels very analog and organic. Another reason why Silencia is really interesting to me as an album is because it, in addition to Bird and Thompson, it also features uh, the Icelandic violinist Victor Ori Arneson, who orchestrated all these string arrangements, and I assume recorded some of them. And there's also horn arrangements as well as uh, 20 members of the Budapest Art Choir. Oh, wow. The, the choir comes in sort of later in the song and, and closes it out, and it's really beautiful and is not something that is... That was the sort of hammock stuff that I was familiar with in high school. That was really just the guitar stuff and some synth. Uh, but it was really lovely to hear this, as you said, like a sort of fusion between uh, the classical instruments and the the digital, the synthetic uh, kind of sound.
they mention a lot of different influences for this album and their sound in general and and also the philosophy behind this album because the title of the album is silencia it is focused on silence and sort of emptiness uh, in a meditative way so there's a lot of different people that they mention like arvo pert the poet lee young lee and they also mention artists like mark rothko and um uh, agnes martin wow very diverse yes so it's all goes into this and this is something where I'm not a huge fan of Mark Rothko or Agnes Martin, to be honest, because I don't think I, as a person, can get into that headspace looking at a painting in the way that same way that I can get fully get into this sort of silence and emptiness headspace listening to music. And maybe that's because my brain is not smart enough to look at art and translate it into space and sound. But for me, I need the sound to tell me about emptiness. Yeah, I mean, you are more of a trained musician than a painter, so maybe that contributes as well. Who knows? Gabe, you know what the quote without form and void is from? The Bible. Correct. Did you know that or did you just guess? I guessed. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, it's from Genesis. It's like literally the second line of Genesis. It's the earth was without form and void. At the beginning of creation. Yeah, that's the, that's the headspace that this uh, piece of music is intended for. I think it's really worth listening to this album as a whole, which I know we always say. But this, I mean, especially because it is sort of one piece of music in a, in a lot of ways. And certainly the clips that we're going to be putting in to this episode are not going to sufficiently represent the meditative effect of this eight-minute track. Yeah, I will say... Putting in 20-second clips is not going to really bring across what this no. has to offer. So we'll try anyway, but that's a that's a fair disclaimer to make. Yes, well, but that just means we encourage you to seek out these albums and these tracks and listening listen to them from beginning to end. Now, Gabe, you did pick a more synth-focused ambient track. Sort of, yes. I mean, definitely more so than your track. Yeah, um, I said more. This, Sure, right, yeah, definitely. This track is titled Dungeoneering. It's by Canadian artist Tim Hecker off his fourth album from 2006, I believe, called Harmony in Ultraviolet. So, Andrew, the reason I say sort of with the synthiness, and yes, there are obviously synths here, but it's really guitar and distortion-driven more than anything else, which is not necessarily a synthesized or synthetic effect, although no. definitely run through some synthesizers. And, of course, there are synths backing the whole thing, but this is still not, I think, what we traditionally think of as synthesized ambient music. 
Tim Hecker is from Vancouver. And he has been, you know, working in this sort of scene for pretty much two decades now with fairly reasonable success. Among ambient artists, I would say he's fairly well-known. It's not to say he's fairly well-known, period, but <laughs> yeah, in the field. Um, but he's been able to work with a lot of really interesting individuals and on a lot of cool projects. Notably, he's worked with Daniel Lopatin, who... Um, People might know as Oniotrix Point Never, who just released a record on Friday as well. And Andrew, you know I can never resist a reference, but he also has worked fairly extensively with Ben Frost, mm-hmm. who composed the soundtrack to my favorite television show, Dark. Cheers. Oh, Dark, yes. Sim- similar vibes. He's also like an academic. He's worked for the Canadian government, but he has a PhD in urban noise from McGill. His music tends to be more driven by guitars and pipe organs as opposed to like more string arrangements or synthesized music. Uh, A lot of his music is interested in exploring the weirdness that you can make analog with some of these instruments, like a guitar amplifier or like we've explored with Hannah von Hauswolf. I, I really love this record and some of his other stuff. It's a little more overwhelming, I think, in style than Brian Eno or than Hammock, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily in a super peaceful way. I don't know <laughs> if this is like the most peaceful of albums or songs. It's sort of tense and has a lot of like that driving force. And the distortion is much less naturally pleasant i think to the human ears although i find it really cool and interesting and beneath all of it there's sort of like this pulsing driving sensation that isn't necessarily as evident in other music of this genre or style This fits still I think fits the bill in a slightly different way. The hammock track you could probably do in like a like have playing at a yoga class, you know? Sure. Or at the end of a yoga class. Yeah, and you wouldn't want this playing during your, during no, your yoga but meditation. Sometimes the kind of thing that I want when I'm feeling very anxious is something that overwhelms all the that like frantic anxiety. Like if there are so many things that I'm worried about, then it is helpful to have something that just sort of washes over everything and something that is more, it's not really assertive, but it is very like thick and it's like a broader approach like this piece of music is. That's th- that I think this does fit with a sort of mindful way of where you are just focusing on every part of the many parts of this sound and that can help clear everything else out of your mind momentarily. He has experimented very overtly with pink and white noise in his music. 
which you know provides that similar effect of just like this is blocking everything else out this is the the sole thing that's going on right now and i find his music and this song to be really amazing with nice headphones on and like turned up louder than i normally listen to music i made the reference to the icelandic artists that hammock has worked with but you know tim hecker like went and spent a considerable amount of time in iceland and has worked with a variety of Icelandic artists in the past as well, which I find really interesting that Iceland seems to have a larger population or like a larger ambient music per capita than probably any other country in the world. <laughs> you know, I got to visit that country two and a half years ago. Oh, yeah. And the landscape does very much suit itself to this music. Just like really expansive and overwhelming and like filling of everything. And yet you also have like this, I don't know, without form and void is a good description um, <laughs> of the whole, the whole vibe of this genre. Shall we do some new tunes, Andrew? Do you want to tell us about the single that you found? I do. This is a song by Jordana. Jordana? I don't know how she says her name. And the title of the song is is I Guess This Is Life. Yeah, I don't know how she says her name, but that's her first name, and her last name is Nye, as in Bill, as in the science guy and not the um, time traveler's wife. Wait, did we figure out which one it was? Um, No. About time? I think it's we about decided time. it was it's probably It's not the time, time traveler's wife. I did check okay. with somebody on that. Okay, I don't right. remember. Interesting. Um, I assume Jordana Nye is not related, though, to the titular Bill. Couldn't tell you. Doesn't say. Have ha, cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> nice. Oh, that wasn't even on purpose. Jord Jordana. Now I'm self conscious. Oh no. Oh no. I probably could have found like an interview or something. Oh. But no. maybe not because she put out her debut album in March of this year, so hasn't done a lot of touring. As of yet. She put out her debut in March, uh, Classical Notions of Happiness, which I believe, I think you mentioned on the show. You didn't pick it, but I think you mentioned it as other new tunes that came out that week. And since then, she has also released more music. So she released a an EP in July, I believe, entitled uh, Something to Say. And this song is from another EP, which is going to be called dot 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 to you and along with that ep she's going to release both eps together as an album entitled can you guess gabe i cannot 
something to say to you. Ah, well, maybe I should have. Yeah, you really should have. So that's coming out uh, at the first week of December. I wanted you to get this one in, Andrew, because you didn't get to do the drop the Bible on me, you know? Yeah, I didn't get to drop the Bible on you, which is something I love doing. She's from Kansas, a uh, famously without form and void state. (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) And she makes Gabe's favorite genre of music, which is indie bedroom pop. I can't even be mad about you saying that. (laughs) Definitely my kind of music. Very appealing, very um, boppy and melodic and delightful and like also very intense sad lyrics maybe also yeah it's very much about uh growing up and feeling very kind of wistful and disillusioned but at the same time resigned to how uh youth disappears and uh adulthood just sort of cycles onward probably but uh, with some lovely instrumentals. <laughs> I just found this song really nice. Again, in a very different way than the first half of this show, but like in, I don't know, like I'm someone who has no problem wallowing in the darkness and the the rain and the cold of fall into winter and all that sort of thing. But this was a brighter Uh, tone of song at the very least if you don't think about what the lyrics mean and I just found it like very nice and refreshing there's a lot of complexity in in the arrangement there's a lot of different pieces that come together and um, everything uh, builds to just like a really it's a really nice song I really like it It's really finely crafted on the production side, and I love the way her voice interplays with that. And like the the self harmonies that happen are beautiful. Um, there's a really nice, I guess, violin, might be a viola, that's like subtly in the background. But I think that's characteristic of like the whole production, which is like there's like you said, there's lots going on, but lots of little things that really fit together and really mesh together quite nicely. I love the that little keyboard part at the very beginning that that you know continues coming back up throughout the whole song but it's just like really nice it sort of sounds like a toy piano to me yeah that is the vibe it's a little plunky like that right yeah i i assume it's it's synth but i think that is the toy piano sort of sound is what they're going for yeah i just like that it has this really light vibe and i guess we could go and do some more analysis it's a toy piano sound representative of youth which is uh, passing but also the past still exists it doesn't disappear it just exists at a different state of consciousness but i also listening to the song don't feel like i have to do that which is one of the reasons that i like listening to it i think there is certainly a um kind of pessimistic reading of this song but i think there's also an accepting reading of this song that sort of it's you know life is day to day and it's made up of all these things you know it's not what you think of when you're a kid 
because you think in these like broad strokes, it just is made up of all these little pieces and you are in the middle of life and this is what's happening. And that can be depressing because like, oh, why am I not, you know, traveling the world and doing all these or whatever, you know, why am I not doing all these broad strokes that I imagined as a child? But I think you can come to a more uh, holistic acceptance of that understanding of life and that allows you to continue on with it and move through it and be mindful of things that you are appreciative for and things that you uh, are nostalgic for and looking forward to all as uh, parts of this large uh, tapestry of life. I guess this is Gabe, you tried to sneak past me a song that was not eligible for choice in this in this program, but um, I caught you. You did. You got me, Andrew, and so I had to change directions, tack back through the wind to find another song with just hours to spare. But it's okay, because I can say something about the song that I was going to bring, and I can talk about this song, which I also really like. So this is I Won't Last Forever by Creature Comfort from their new record from this week, Home Team. Sitting on the front porch, waiting for a drone to take me out. Smoking my last cigarette, holding all the smoke inside my mouth. Okay, so I was going to bring the song Arcade Fire off this album, but Andrew did point out that it had been released as a single, and I believe we actually mentioned it on this podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure so... we did. Whoops. But uh, just quickly to mention that song, which is great. I don't know why they wrote this song, but my pet theory is that Arcade Fire, the band, put out a song in 2017 called Creature Comfort. And so Creature Comfort put out a song in 2020 called Arcade Fire. I think that's definitely why. Oh, you don't think it's like me just going with my own pet theory here? You think I don't think that, yeah, I don't think they just like happened to write a song about a fire in an arcade and like, oh, that's the name of a band we didn't even know. No, I think maybe it's it might have something to do with the fact that if you search creature comfort music, you are going to get the Arcade Fire song and not their band. Yeah. So just to further pollute the uh, Google ability. Creature Comfort is from Tennessee. Uh, they say they're from Nashville, but also I think the lead singer, Jesse Clark, is from Tullahoma, which I've never heard of. But that makes sense to me, given their style of music. And I love the description of themselves on Bandcamp. They say, think of it as fleet foxes for people who grew up bailing hay. (laughs) That's pretty good. I'm always delighted to find really wonderful guitar-driven indie rock 
it reminds me of a particular time period in my life, which was like maybe <laughs> 10 years ago. But I do think that a lot of that style of music where it's like all the guitars all the time has not disappeared by any means, but sort of trailed off from the typical music scene. And this song opens with like forceful guitar lines and some distortion and like, you know, it's like rock. And the fact yeah. that it's like a little bit country, I think only adds to the appeal. It definitely feels like it's coming from somewhere like Tennessee. And the lyrics fit that sort of down to earth vibe well as well. With a little bit of the tongue-in-cheek uh, that comes from a band that names one of their songs Arcade Fire to poke fun at a band that named a song Creature Comfort. You know, the first the first line, Andrew, is sitting on the front porch waiting for a drone to take me out. <laughs> yeah, I did find that. Smoking my last cigarette, which um, both of our new songs have cigarette references. Um, disclaimer, Andrew and I are not smokers and do not condone the use of cigarettes. Um, on this program. Certainly not on this program. Could damage your microphone. So while the instrumentation is nothing at all, like, I guess this is life, the lyrics share some commonalities or some common themes, I suppose. Similarly, there's this sense of, like, I don't know if growing up is the right word for it, but, like, setting off. And leaving things behind whether that's youth or home or um not knowing should i do this thing or am i going to be missing out on something else through doing it i don't know i think that the 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 chorus of this song uh, i won't last forever is this now or never is there something better particularly relatable at this stage in my life um, when you are thinking about making decisions or like that may have very permanent effects heading forward. Mm -hmm. Coming to grips, I guess, as people do in their 20s and 30s, of I am a finite being kind of thing. In this particular case, it seems to be about like this band or this artist uh, leaving home. Like the idea of like standing, you know, in your backyard or like having a bonfire going or you know, like that feeling of nostalgia for something that you haven't even quite left yet. And then, Andrew, the whole song is topped off beautifully by, like, this slow-down version of the same guitar line over the last 30 seconds. That's just gorgeous. You know, the guitar hasn't been around that long as, like, a popular music instrument. Yeah, it's to... only been, like, four or five years. Uh, <laughs> but, damn it! I don't know. I think this song showcases some some of the infinite flexibility and timelessness of of guitars. (laughs) 
not as exciting of a week as we've had the past couple weeks, but still lots of good music, other good music that's been released this week. Anything um, that you wanted to highlight, Andrew? The uh, big thing for me is not really new music. I mean, it's patently not new music, but it's newly released music is um, that Joni Mitchell album of rarities and just like archives. Volume one came out this weekend. It's 120 songs. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, some of those are now. Some of those are uh, there's like entire live sets, and so some tracks of those are like introduction to both sides now, and then both sides now live at the whatever, you know. But it's still like a big whole archive of stuff. Some you know some folk songs. My one of my favorite folk songs. She sings Dink's song, which I had not heard her sing before. Great punk, like political punk record um, from a band t- uh, named War on Women. That is very timely released this Friday. Previously mentioned on the podcast, Sinai Vessel, their album Ground to Swim came out this week. Really lovely if you liked the track Guest in Your Life from a few weeks ago, months ago. Who knows when it was? Nobody. Nothing released their new record. Yeah. uh, Confusingly. uh, Titled The Great Dismal. Ariana. Hell yeah, new Ariana Grande album. Woo, positions. It's, I mean, there's a song titled 35 plus 34. So nice. You can do that math in your head. Oh, sorry, 34 plus 35. My bad. Ooh, embarrassing. Embarrassing. Um, it's pretty good. It, I don't think it's better than her last two. Now, Andrew, as has become uh, our monthly tradition, we should mention that Friday is another Bandcamp Friday. How exciting. Very exciting. If you've been listening to our show, you know um, we're all for supporting artists in very tangible monetary ways, if possible. And so Friday is a great opportunity to go find your favorite records from the year on Bandcamp and purchase them from the artists because all purchases on Bandcamp on Friday, November 5th, 6th, Friday, November 6th is the date. All proceeds go directly to the artist. Exactly. So keep an eye out for that. Maybe we'll do a Twitter thread about money that we're spending. Maybe, Maybe. not. I forgot to do it last month. So, And Gabe's not competent using Twitter, so it's really up to no. Andrew. If you want to follow us on that Twitter account, you can, at Fresh Press Pod. Uh, you can also check out a Spotify playlist with picks from the year um, that we featured on the show. And then we'll be back on November 10th with more tunes and more grooves. But for now, I'm Gabe. I'm Andrew. And you've been listening to Fresh Pressed. provided there's still like an an internet